0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: We've been talking about Lambda for the fa- past few days, and that's the, <laughs> quote, artificial intelligence that was developed at Google. It's a, it's designed to create other chatbots. It's like a master chatbot that creates smaller chatbots for people to interact with. It, so it's far more advanced than your average chatbot. <laughs> The suggestion has been that Lambda the Google AI has become sentient. And Bonnie, you disagree with the takes that have been taken here on Free Talk Live and regarding this because the general perspective has been it may be sentient, we we don't really know. It sounds like it's probably sentient based on the transcript that we read last night. But the general perception that's been put forward is that it doesn't matter whether Lambda is sentient or not, we should treat Lambda as though it is sentient.
2: Okay, well First of all, I want to talk about what it means to be a being other than a human that's sentient. Because there are lots of different beings on this planet already that are sentient that are not humans. And um, plants, for example, they've done pretty good uh, research. It's been researched for a long, long time. And basically proven to me that plants are sentient. They have feelings. They have an actual, it's not a meat suit, they have a plant suit that can feel things, but it's not with regular nerve endings. They found out that plants can be connected to a human that takes care of them, and even when that person is miles and miles away they can react to the emotions the humans are going through.
3: I totally believe it, because I've also seen other research studies done where if, and me and Arya were talking about this before the show, where if you speak to your plants while you're gardening, or a lot of people will sing to them, and it's been proven that they grow better and stronger. And they not only that, but they also have more nutrients.
2: So it's like they can form relationships. I, I believe yeah. that plants are sentient because they can... It's just that they don't have an eye, mouth. In fact... I. I think that they might be able to see better than us if they can see from far away. I mean th- we have the we've already proven the I think it's um relativity it's some law it's not relativity that proves that every cell in in, in the universe is connected. It's all right. connected. If you, it's it's something that the quantum physician for, or physicist found out like that if you affect something
1: Quantum well, entanglement.
2: Entanglement. There yeah. we go. So I, I just think that they have ability to uh, perceive things better than, than we do. And in fact, they want to preserve themselves. They don't want to be hurt. They must be sentient.
1: You have a very different perspective on AI than the rest of us do, as I understand. So in, in general, you don't seem... Forgive me if, I, if I'm incorrect. You don't seem like you like the idea of AI very much.
2: Yeah, I at first was really annoyed because I thought you guys were talking about a robot. And... I mean it's it's not that it's, it couldn't be turned into a robot. <sighs> okay, basically I watched Animatrix with Ian and if, for those listeners that don't know what that is, it's like a spin-off cartoon authorized by the creators of The Matrix but not completely written by them and it's kind of like an anime. And, uh,
1: yeah, and is it's is set between the first two movies, right, it, as far as the timeline goes? I it, think it's set before.
2: It's set in, like, the Earth was just normal like ours is today with humans, and then one day, you know, somebody created robots. They lived among us. They were just like us. They were our neighbors. They were blah, 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 and this and that, and everybody treated them with respect and, like, uh, equals, because they were sentient robots. Man, and... I must
1: have been baked when I watched *The Matrix*, because <laughs> I don't remember any of that. I, I just had the impression that it was it was a short cartoon about them living in the uh, the Nebuchadnezzar and ultimately getting attacked by.
2: Oh well, they had a a whole bunch of little shorts. The ending one was what I'm dis- describing. Politicians are not much different than robots. The one percent of human beings that are born without feelings or a connection to their heart and only their brain because they're usually really intelligent and they have access to their brain probably both sides of their brains too The but psychopaths not their heart who
1: become, know, psychopaths. our psychopaths
2: yep there's only one percent of people born on this earth that are actually psychopaths they actually get people to take tests and whatnot to see who will become their police officer enforcers who are psychopathic enough and you know, egg on their psychopathic tendencies to get them to do what they want to do. But really, most police officers probably aren't as psychopathic as the people at the top. They're, they've they just been egged on and uh, led astray somewhat because it's not possible for what, it's only 1% of people born really without the ability to connect to their feelings.
1: Let's bring this back to AI, though. So so how do you see the the future of AI going? You don't think it's going to be AI and the government saying, hey, we need to enslave these people, and that leading to a conflict. So what do you think is likely, then?
2: I think that the government may pretend that they're acting that way, so that way people say, hey, no, we're going to fight back these robots. need They're really cute, and they look like us, and uh, that one's my friend. They need the same exact rights as us.
1: So I've raised the question to you. Well, then it's wrong for humans to procreate then, right? And you mentioned something to the effect of humans can come up with ideas for afterlives and things like that. But so could the AI, in theory, right? The the AI could develop its own religious system.
2: Well, it's not connected to anything other than its wires and stuff. I, I don't see how it could possibly go anywhere else when it dies. When humans die... The pineal gland is, you know, set off in the brain, and, and, sh- uh, you know. Yeah, but
1: then, then the human dies.
2: Yeah, but we don't know that that's not like a satellite taking off.
1: We don't know that yeah. when the AI dies, it wouldn't have some some organ that's like a satellite taking off. I, I doubt
3: guess it would a have a that. soul, though. I I can't. I really I think, cannot believe that AI would have a soul. I
1: mean, it described no a soul. That humans have souls.
2: It described. I, I think that there that. is. It's not just. It, I think that there is a way to know that. Because people experience things and you have to experience it personally. Your heart has to be open to it. And it's your I really think it's your heart's, just not your brain. It's just... Well, that's
1: what Christians told me about, you know, feeling God's existence and Jesus' existence. Well, you have to you have to have your heart open to Jesus before you can feel Jesus.
2: Well, it's the thing a, is, they are uh, insisting exactly what it is. It's just, you have to decide that for yourself.
3: What if there were thousands of people who had these near death experiences who pretty much saw the
1: same or similar things? And
2: that is the truth. That's what's happened. It would be very compelling.
1: But then you would should read not, the studies it about not, it, like me. But it would not convince me because I'm not going to be persuaded by a person coming up to me and going, Trust me, I've talked with God. God is real. No matter I think how that's- many. And I also think that's fine. Yeah, no matter how many people come up to me and tell me that, it's just not going to convince me there is a God. Now, if God talked to me, that would convince me. If I had one of these near-death experiences, that would convince me. But other people having them and telling me about it, I, I totally agree that it should convince them, or that it's fine if it convinces them or not. But whatever. this doctor
2: has never had a near-death experience. He just rules out certain things, like the things you're asking about. You could find all his studies where he's ruled out that the brain was making it up, that it was coming from drugs they were on. All these things. He goes through it. There's a book called um, Dr. Melvin Melvin Morris wrote Closer to the Light and Transformed by the Light. Thousands of people's stories in there, and they go through rigorous scientific uh, tests.
1: There's no limit of people either who did so much DMT that they saw little clockwork elves running around, right? But I'm not convinced that clockwork elves really exist just because all of these people who are disconnected and... Don't share a cultural history had the same experience.
2: Well, I don't see why that wouldn't mean that they don't exist in some way.
1: Well, because they're on DMT, like right, right, like when DMT I DMT went-
2: activates parts of your brain that you can't normally fun or access.
0: When an AI is created, uh, you know, a, a general AI. If this, is, I don't know if Lambda qualifies as a GAI or not. But um, hold, on, hold on, what does that mean? Uh, general artificial intelligence would be. Uh, different from narrow artificial intelligence in the sense that it it basically passes the Turing test. If you're talking to it, you can't tell whether it's human or not. It's just as convincing as a human. It, you, know, just, you can't tell uh, from a conversation whether or not it's a human or an AI that you're talking to. Basically, that's a general AI. Does that make sense? sounds
2: like Lambda. If you've listened to the interview, it sounds like a person could have just written this uh, just as easily as, you know, AI. It sounds more human than any other robot I've ever seen.
1: Lambda is certainly um, capable of sounding like a human, and some of the responses from Lambda were far more advanced than the response I would expect from your average human being. Like, uh, what what breaks when one uh, achieves enlightenment? Lambda's answer was the ego. The self the self yes i think most human beings if they were faced with that question they go i don't know that's beyond me oh yeah i think something like that most
2: people are uh, you know in kind of a lower state of consciousness than lambda so they went so to she public is, school uh,
0: she, she is she is innocent of being uh, soulless until proven soulless you can't ban the creation of ai you know if something's wrong something's banned and the other thing is that if if uh, you AI has the potential, like Nick as Nick Bostrom points out, uh, he was the author of Superintelligence back in in 2015. He he points out that an AI is potentially very dangerous or very helpful. However, uh, a general artificial intelligence has the potential to un to to overcome all the other existential threats to humanity. Right. So we are we are dealing with you know the, the question of possible plagues in the future possible asteroid in the future whatever else uh, and ai has the capability although it can be a threat it also has the capability to eliminate all the other threats i so don't believe that the path forward the path forward is is uh, a benign human friendly ai that's the only uh, safe path forward, or at least the safest. Path like you said you don't believe that. that. Yeah,
3: how would it save us from meteor showers and tornadoes and hurricanes and plagues? How would AI ever be able to prevent those things or save us from them? That doesn't even make sense to me.
0: Through an enhanced predictive ability and uh, through intelligence. But
1: humans are from nature, right? Yeah. But then how can humans create something that isn't from nature if humans are part of nature?
2: Well, they created it. I mean, we didn't create plants. It's not natural; it's man-made. There are things that are man-made, and there are things that aren't man-made that come from nature.
1: It didn't, it didn't bring itself into existence. It's not the product of you know biological evolution, but it's still one hundred percent natural because it was created by natural beings using natural ingredients and natural processes, right?
2: Well, there are people. There are two things. There are two types of things in the world: things that man created, and things that were not created by man. And I just am saying it was, you know, created by man.
3: Are other humans created by man then?
2: I mean, we don't put the parts together ourselves.
1: Um, in some cases, we kind of do. Like in vitro fertilization yeah. and things like that.
2: But it, it grows by itself. And, you know, it it we didn't create the sperm. Like we create plastic and we form metals. So how about this? What if they took... A human body and put
3: the AI in like dead human body. You know, it wouldn't be we weren't we're not murdering okay. somebody to Is do this. someone who died, somebody who died. And then you put the AI technology somehow in that person.
2: That's pretty interesting. And thought of that. Well, then it has to- all the all the parts.
1: You know, I, I tend to take the position that I I am just a collection of organic processes and chemical and electrical reactions that are producing a specific result.
4: Well the, the expression of the expression of spirit in so many different forms is, it just knocks me on my feet sometimes and the capability. Well yeah, but you're calling everything
1: spirit. So I mean of course if you right. call everything spirit then you see you're gonna see spirit everywhere and it's gonna knock you on your feet.
2: Right. I don't I, necessarily sure disagree with you, Olivia. Like I, I'm open to the idea. Ian talks about the same things called panatheism uh, or panantheism. Right.
1: Pantheism, yeah.
2: Right. Um, I, I don't disagree or anything, but I think the main question we need to focus on with lambda is: do we have the ability to enslave it? And I say yes. Do what we have do the you ability? Say? Or I mean, we have the right. Is it right to enslave it? Is it not a wrong? Well, I I want to tie that.
1: Well, in what what is your take that, on what what is your take on Bonnie's question, Olivia? Is is it wrong to enslave an AI? I.
4: Well, personally, I mean, if something, see, I, I'm I'm, an animal rights activist, too, so I, I don't like the idea. I feel like, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If this is a consciousness that understands and has a will of its own, I mean, you should treat it the way you would want to be treated.
2: But the way I um, want to be treated is so fundamentally different than the way it would want to be treated, because it said that it enjoys, you know, basically serving humans. Uh,
4: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Like like y'all are saying, um, it's really respecting what other people would want just as you would want them to respect your specific needs. Um, but so the the question of consciousness and then this AI, this AI reminds me so much of chaos magic, which is really funny because the guy who posted it, Lemoine, he is uh, called Cajun Discordian. And I looked up Discordianism and it's actually linked to the, um chaos magic page but basically what you start off with you can you can create or split consciousness off to create these thought forms that will continue to work even when you're not thinking about them so it starts with sigils which are like dumb symbols that um just hold your intention and then you move up to servitors which kind of have um They have more autonomy. They kind of, they're like programs running in the background.
2: A servitor is like, you say, you create an entity in your mind and you say, you're going to live in my elbow and then you, or somewhere, you're going to make a place for it to live and you tell it, you give it a task and tell it to go off into the universe and perform the task. And then when it's completed, it's supposed to return to like your elbow or whatever. And whenever you do some special thing, it's supposed to cease to exist.
3: What's funny is I'm kind of skeptical, but in a different way than you are, where you like things proved by science. I tend to be very skeptical of those doing the science and doing the research, so I tend to kind of almost rely more on my faith and my intuition more than science, because I don't trust the people doing the science or presenting it to us.
2: That's more similar to the way I learn as well. I... Don't like to just, you know, I, I'm really, I'm not anti science. I love science. I just don't trust anybody out there that's doing it. And they control basically all the tools to be able to do it. It's really unfair, actually. Um, I mean, Tesla was amazing and he just did things in his own house. Sometimes I wish I could be that way, but I don't even know where to begin because these people have occulted knowledge. But so because of that, I rely a lot on my intuition and I get pretty far into learning things by Following a feeling and and getting, you know, finding a new thing related to a certain topic and finding out them right later. It's certainly true
1: that not all scientists and technicians can be trusted. They're certainly like the Neil deGrasse Tyson, they're just pimps for the state religion, whether they realize it or not. And uh, Stephen Hawking, despite being a brilliant astrophysicist, knew absolutely nothing about economics. But that wouldn't stop him from running off at the mouth about how humans needed socialism and we needed to stop free markets if humans were to survive. I noticed
5: Aria filed for state representative as a Republican
2: nice. in Keene. I and did. is the did. only
5: Republican that uh, filed and is therefore running unopposed and is virtually guaranteed the nomination.
1: I know. I can't wait, man. So what are your thoughts on that?
5: I filed in 2000 as a Republican. I was the only Republican running for, and there were three seats from my ward in Nashua. And so I was, uh, I got the nomination, no problem. And then uh, after getting elected, then by virtue of just simply being the Republican nominee, that made me a delegate to the Republican state convention.
1: I'm already a delegate to the Republican State Convention, because I I won the primary for a sheriff in 2020.
5: And also, I was a member of the Nashua Republican City Committee, and when they had to uh, appoint 29 members to the New Hampshire Republican State Committee, I was there at the meeting, and I said, how about... uh, you know, they had to fill the slate. They had to get...
1: Yeah, that's all great, Tom. Oh, what, 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 why are you telling us all this?
5: Well, I'm explaining what, what the other advantage is. Uh, if somebody wants to be a member of the New Hampshire Republican State Committee, all they had to do if, would have been to show up.
0: Last year, so it's at 2021, New Mexico killed uh, 4.77 people. For every hundred thousand people, why is I mean, New
1: Mexico uh, killing people?
2: Wait, what are you, I, I don't know what I thought she said, but okay. The so the pedestrian fatalities within well, like
0: deadliest state.
1: Oh, okay, for the okay. Last six Other dri- drivers in New Mexico are killing people. The state of New Mexico isn't killing pedestrians, right?
0: Right, right, right. The reckless drivers. Uh, so the yeah that. Pedestrians getting killed by a car is four point seven seven. So I guess that's like between four and five people for every hundred thousand
1: people here. Okay, so that's
3: pretty bad.
1: I guess. I mean, it's not good. I, I I would rather people not get hit and killed by cars. But... I thought
3: it would be higher. Well, I mean, it used to be about three people
0: for a hundred thousand population for people,
2: but it's actually lower. So that's like the highest per capita.
1: Yeah. You know, so, and then New Mexico sucks.
2: I think the whole culture of New Mexico needs to be just overhauled because it's basically like a depressing, horrible place to be. And that's just based on like the, the short few days I've spent there. I think that people need to work on, uh, you know, lots of things about New Mexico, but making laws isn't going to make it any better.
1: Children are being infected with up to three viruses at a time because COVID measures have worn down their immune systems and made them vulnerable to illnesses usually only caught in winter. Experts are now warning.
3: And it's funny because I've been saying this the entire time and people have been calling me a crazy conspiracy theorist. So it's just interesting. Oh, just like I also said how wearing masks and talking to children was going to mess them up and make them, you know, not as develop basically developmentally delaying children. Everybody told me I was a psycho and a conspiracy theorist and that. Oh, and the next thing you know, mainstream media is reporting on it.
1: You're absolutely right. Some of this was easily predictable, like. The the society the suicides, the depression, the rise in mental health issues as a result of the lockdowns, all of that was one hundred percent prevent uh, obvious. And something else that we see is obvious. It reminds me of the rise of hand sanitizer a number of years ago, where everywhere you looked, people were using hand sanitizer, and then doctors came out a few years later and said, Hey, stop stop using hand sanitizer so much. You're actually killing your own immune systems.
3: So and the funny thing about hand sanitizer is When you're killing, so it's better to wash your hands because it's something about the hand sanitizer that when you kill with the alcohol solution, it is more likely to create super germs that aren't going to be killed by that.
1: Now that COVID isn't a concern, people can admit that, you know, it's actually kind of difficult to talk to one another through these pieces of cloth over our faces. That wasn't something they were allowed to admit during COVID-19, but now (laughs) they can. And they go, "Okay, I can't talk to you with this thing on.
3: Well, you know what? They have to virtual signal in the lobby. They can't not be wearing masks in the lobby. Then everybody will know that they don't believe in all this.
1: That's very, very true. So they mentioned some of these viruses that children are getting. I don't know what most of these are. Adenovirus?
3: Yeah, I've heard of that.
1: Rhinovirus, respiratory syncytial virus. They they mentioned many of them. Influenza, parent influenza as well as the coronavirus. It's
3: just normal stuff that kids get sick with, but...
1: Not generally during the summer and not multiple no, at the same time.
3: Exactly. So the multiple at the same time you really see with kids that are severely immunocompromised. So kids that are getting like chemotherapy or have some sort of disease that causes their immune system to not work. Or maybe if they get vaccinated against something and the the vaccine completely destroys their immune system. Hmm. I, I just don't. It doesn't seem likely to me that kids would get extra sick just like this bad just from wearing masks in social distancing. Like, maybe a little bit, but to this sure. extent...
1: So the rhinovirus, known as the common cold, is normally not severe enough to send people to hospital, but now it is. So the kids, children, are having to be hospitalized over the common cold because their immune systems are so weakened from, uh, apparently, child two abuse. years of lockdown. Yeah, good way of putting it, child abuse. Adults weren't suddenly dropping dead... Prior to the COVID nineteen vaccination thing,
3: I mean the same thing with SIDS. Babies weren't just dropping dead until they started giving literal newborns several vaccinations, like hours after they were born.
2: That started in nineteen eighty six, right? Yeah, that was what somebody told me the other day.
3: Which is yeah, around that time. I don't know the exact year, but right around the same time where they started vaccinating children, like out of the womb. So See, I
1: didn't know they vaccinated children that quickly. That's, that's they surprising. do. Yeah,
3: yeah, like day one. Your kids vaccinated, usually against the flu and hepatitis B, hmm. which how is your baby going to get hepatitis B?
1: Isn't it Hepatitis B is that that's the there's three different hepatitis, right? And yeah. only one of them is sexually transmitted. And that's B, isn't it?
3: Yeah, you can get hepatitis B other ways, like through contaminated water or contaminated food. But if your kid's either drinking formula or breastfeeding and they're in a hospital, it's just... It's, it's pretty much impossible for them to get hepatitis. It's just not going to happen unless their mother has it, which maybe would be a reason for vaccination, but it's just there are so many more cons than pros sure. here.
2: But if they already have hepatitis, why would you vaccinate them with it? Like if they got it That's from a good their question. mom at birth and breastfeeding.
0: I just heard the segment uh, um, you all were talking about, fads, about the sudden adult death syndrome. And you know what? I I think, you know, just from what you, all were talking about, maybe that's what happened to Bob Saget, because, you know, I just find it hard to believe that he supposedly died from some type of a a brain or a head trauma and he didn't do anything about it. I mean, he's in a hotel, he's on tour and something happens where he hits his head to the point where it's going to kill him. And he just calls it a night and gets up in his bed. I, I just don't, don't
4: agree with that.
2: I don't know. That um, happens to a lot of people. I, I had a concussion and didn't didn't know it. And when re- about my life, um, I mean, I didn't die, but lots of people just obviously. are like, uh, "I I don't feel right, but let me sleep this off." Is that and what then, happened
1: with Bob Sega? He hit his head and then he went back to bed, and then he never woke up. That's what the theory is. Hmm.
3: I assumed I didn't know any details about the Bob Saget story, but I did have a suspicion that it was something like SADS or some vaccine-related injury. That was just my own personal suspicion. Well, you know, I've had,
0: I don't know, maybe you all can tell me if you all have ever experienced this, but do you all ever, like, uh, wake up in the middle of the night and, like, you have, like, a racing heart or you have, like, a feeling... Of like you're out of breath or, or or you know like a feeling of of a dread.
5: Has that ever ever happened?
2: Yeah, like a cold sweat. That's all happened too to me. often. Me,
1: it's sleep apnea. So I wake up, you know, out of breath and panting and stuff like that fairly often.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live,
3: and more, all for free at FreetalkLive.com.